Welcome to Unconventional Ministry. My name is Ron Stafford. Today's Unconventional Ministry guest has gone undercover in bars and brothels throughout Asia. Stay with us to hear about ministry to human trafficking victims. On the phone with right now is Benjamin Nolo. He is founder and CEO of Exis Cry, and it is based in California. Thanks for having me. Can you talk about a time when you saw God's hand deliver a young woman or a family, uh, even for that matter, from the bondage that is human trafficking? My wife and I got involved in human trafficking uh, back in early 2007 because we saw a, a huge need, um, both for awareness and because we saw how massive this issue was and, and how little work was being done to combat it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so by the fall of uh, 2007, we had spent about nine months in prayer, studying the issue, reading stories, learning as much as we could. And in the fall of 2007, a lady approached us who was a widow, and she said, look, I know you don't know me, but God told me to give you $10,000 to start an organization to fight human trafficking. Wow. So that was the seed money that started Exodus Cry and really catapulted us in the direction of putting boots on the ground. So we started a documentary uh, that is now called Nefarious Merchant of Souls. Yes. We traveled to four continents, 19 countries and 42 cities over four years documenting the global phenomenon. And during that time, we saw God's hand moving in so many powerful, miraculous ways. On our first trip, I went undercover to a a chain of brothels in Chiang Mai, and we discovered that there were children who were being prostituted out these places. And so uh, we ultimately ended up rescuing eight children on that first trip. Um, out of a tra- uh, human sex trafficking situation, kids were coming across the border from Burma looking for refuge in Thailand and were being preyed upon and lured into the commercial sex industry. And it really you know, didn't take us uh, very long to see what was happening just simply by going to these bars and asking around. And uh, I think for us that was part of the, the shock is how readily available children were for sex hmm. in various parts of the world. Um, with almost little to no effort. And so for us, it really just became a thing of saying yes to God one step at a time and finding ourselves in situations where, you know, I don't have a human trafficking degree, but just simply by saying yes and putting our feet on the ground, we were able to, to begin to see God's hand at work in miraculous ways that were bringing about deliverance and of, of people and, who were in these trafficking situations. And so... 13 years in this now, uh, we've got so many stories of ways that God has moved to bring people out of oppression and bondage, and um, it's quite remarkable. Exactly. I appreciate those stories. For those of our listeners who may have heard about what human trafficking is, say, in their local church or in their local community meetings, can you just provide our listeners with a definition of what human trafficking is? Yeah, human trafficking is the use of force, fraud, or coercion for the purpose of commercial sex, profiting off of someone else's uh, vulnerability. And so traffickers are very, I would say, predatory about how they uh, exploit the vulnerability of different people and lure them into situations where they can profit from their sexual exploitation. So there's a component of labor trafficking as well uh, that we typically don't focus on. our primary focus at Exodus Cry is on the sex trafficking aspect of this. So what we see when we look out across the landscape of our world is that people are made vulnerable for any 
for example, uh, Native American people are, are very vulnerable. Um, indigenous people are very vulnerable in Canada, and um, these are demographics of people that we see consistently preyed upon. Um, children, obviously, uh, women from lower-income families. Um, there's a variety of factors at work that um, they make a person vulnerable class uh, because of their class, because of statelessness, you're in a certain religious um, caste system in India, you can be made vulnerable by virtue of that. And so this interplay between the vulnerability of particular demographic of people, the predatory tactics of traffickers looking to exploit that vulnerability, and the demand side of the equation, which is fueled by men who are frequenting places looking for, looking to pay for sex, looking to buy or rent someone for sex. And so when you have those three factors at work, the vulnerability of predominantly women and children, the predatory tactics of traffickers, and the demand side, and you see the confluence of those things that results in what we now know today is a 42 million people trapped in slavery around the world, a $100 billion per year sex trafficking industry, mm. and um, a major problem on our hands. How does this all yeah. start? I mean, obviously these women are vulnerable. You talked about the Native Americans. I can just imagine that these men prey on these women when they're most vulnerable, am I correct in that? Yeah, you know, how somebody finds themselves in a traffic situation could be uh, a variety of different circumstances. Again, we know that, that pimps and traffickers view this as a very lucrative industry. There was a study done out of Los Angeles that revealed that, on average, a girl was earning for her trafficker $300,000 a year. And so these traffickers know that if they can build up Know, a solid number of, of women who they're able to traffic and to exploit that they can make a lot of money. And so, yeah. um, so one pimp said, you know, he said, uh, these girls don't stand a chance against a guy like me because we eat, sleep, drink, breathe, and dream how to get somebody to do what we want them to do. Mm-hmm. So they're stalking vulnerable young women online. They're posing as you know, maybe romantically interested in, in these girls, targeting them at relatively young ages. Uh, or there are still situations where women are just taken and, and children are just taken. There's a variety of ways men will prey on these women, but, you know, like especially I think of places like Moldova where some of these traffickers begin to form relationships while these girls are in orphanages. And there's a massive social orphan crisis there, and there's a lot of young women that are in orphanages, and traffickers will start bringing them gifts when they're 14, 15 years old. By the time they age out of the orphanage at 16, 17, the traffickers are waiting at the gate. Well, she thinks that she's met the man of her dreams, and only to turn out that... There's a lot of her nightmares. To, yeah, there's a lot of psychological tactics that, that pimps and traffickers use. The, the type of slavery that we see today is much more psychological, and, and based on fear and control, manipulation and coercion, right. than it is, you know, the picture of the person on the auction block with a ball and chain around their leg. But make no mistake, it is no less a ball and chain. It is a system of manipulation, a system of control, a system of violence, um, threats, fear, intimidation, and um, that hold and keep these women enslaved. You mentioned on your website about breaking the cycle. You mentioned the the commercial sex industry. There's three things on your website I want to highlight for our listeners. You say shifting the culture, which we'll talk about in a minute, changing laws and reaching out. 
The commercial sex industry, whether it be a boy that finds a YouTube video and that gets in his mind, once a young man remembers an image, it's hard for him to forget that. Guys cannot get these images out of their head and they mm -hmm. need to quote unquote do something with them. I'm not trying to be harsh here. I'm just speaking, you know, as a guy. But the commercial sex industry just goes to town, in my opinion, and you talk about this on your website, and feeds into this, and then that leads into human trafficking. Am I right on all that? Yeah, absolutely. Pornography plays a significant role in the larger global sex trafficking industry, from the way that it trains boys to, to view uh, women and sex that eventually, in many cases, can grow into a desire for illicit sex to fulfill some of the fantasies that they have cultivated through right. exposure to online pornography. Um, but pornography itself is a predatory industry. Um, if you think about the largest porn site in the world, Pornhub, they don't even have so much as a click that you're 18 um, safety measure for, for people coming onto their website. Hmm. And then they, uh, things that would lure children to the site, like recently they did an ad using Baby Yoda um, as a way to kind of promote their website. And so what you have is children inadvertently wind up on porn sites being exposed to images that are of a hardcore, graphic, and oftentimes violent nature, and that has a profound impact on the, the sociological development and the sexual development of young boys into manhood. And so it's not surprising that we see a generation of men rising up. In Brazil, 70% of men uh, purchase sex. In Cambodia, 70% of men purchase sex. In Germany, there are 1.5 million purchases of sex. You see how pornography plays a significant role in shaping men's sexual self-understanding and driving them into uh, the larger global sex trafficking cog, if you will. Right. And that is where I think we need to make a lot of traction, is raising awareness about the, the damage that pornography does and there's a lot more to say about the porn industry and its role in the larger sex industry. Right. But on the demand side of the equation, it's absolutely playing a role in how that it cultivates and shapes um, young boys and men's understanding of women and sexuality. Gotcha. Let's give our listeners some hope. What would you say, what, what would be some hope you can give her if she is being trafficked and she's in a situation that she seems absolutely hopeless, that she sees hopeless? Give that woman a first step in how she can get out of this horrible scourge. Human Trafficking Hotline. Okay. That number is 1-888-373-7888. Call the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Again, 888-373-7888. I hope that they'll take advantage of calling that number, getting the help that they need. But a lot of women aren't even able to self-identify that they're being trafficked because they are under what you referenced earlier, some type of Stockholm Syndrome where the traffickers led them to believe that this is what they have chosen. And it's, it's hard for people to imagine that that could be the case with many, 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 many survivors of this. That is a very consistent phenomenon. If the trafficker actually begins over time, this is intentional on the part of the trafficker, to cause the woman to believe that she is the one who has chosen this. And so I think it's important for, for even some of these women to, to be able to go back and to be able to think through their own story and to realize the way in which their vulnerability was preyed on, the way in which they were coerced and manipulated, and the way that the trafficking used the shame of those experiences as leverage against them to further deepen their enslavement to him. 
outreach. We reach out to women in the sex industry. Our director of intervention, Helen Taylor, is uh, incredible at what she does, going into places and uh, reaching out to women and, and bringing women to a place of freedom. And uh, we encourage anybody out there who would like to get involved on the outreach side of that to visit our website, exoduscry.com, to learn more about our training manual on doing intervention and outreach. Um, yeah, we'd love to see more people get involved in this. Excellent. And again, that website for our listeners is exoduscry, all one word, exoduscry.com. Would you mind closing our time today with a word of prayer to our Lord and Savior? Would you mind doing that for us, please? Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, that you contend for those who cannot contend for themselves. We thank you that you are the God who sets the captives free, opens persons' doors, and delivers all who are oppressed. We thank you that you heal the brokenhearted, God, and set at liberty, God, all who are oppressed. Thank you that you set the solitary in families, God, and that you you are a God of deliverance, of salvation, and you are a father to the fatherless. And so we just appeal, God, to your nature. We appeal to you, God, declare that all authority in heaven and earth belongs to you, God. And so in the name of Jesus, we pray for the deliverance, freedom, and salvation of every person who is held captive today in um, the commercial sex industry and trafficking situations who are being commercially sexually exploited, we ask, Lord, that you would bring about their freedom. And Father, we pray that you would raise up an abolition movement in our day to build a formidable force against the enslavement of women and children predominantly in our world. We ask you, God, that you would activate and raise up abolitionists who will give themselves, God, to um, helping to rescue and set others free, Lord, and to bring awareness to this um, evil of our day and to fight and contend for legislation that will eradicate trafficking from our states and our cities and our countries. So, Lord, we entrust these things to you, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Benjamin Nolo, uh, founder and CEO of Exoscribe, based in California. Thank you so very much for the time today, Benjamin. I learned a lot. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. Thanks again for having me. That's going to do it for me, Ron Stafford, thanking you very much for being right there. And remember, only with God's strength and God's help, you truly can make today a fantastic day, and tomorrow even better. We'll chat again next time. We live in a changing world that offers more ways than ever to minister to others. SAT7 is changing how ministry is done by using cutting-edge technology. We beam age-old biblical truth through well-produced programs into living rooms. And by partnering with churches, we are able to overcome obstacles in communicating the gospel message around the world. We also offer web streaming, and our apps can be downloaded on various smart devices across the Middle East and North Africa. SAT7 allows the church in those regions of the world to make their claim to a biblical Christianity in a culturally relevant, appropriate, and positive way. In order for SAT7 to continue in this effort, we need support from listeners like you. Visit us online today at sat7usa.org slash unconventional. Again, that's sat7usa.org slash unconventional. Or call us at 866-744-7287. That's 866-744-7287.